you know, it's been a, it's been a journey for me on the past, I'd say, five years, and really the past couple of years. I think the past two years, uh, especially, has been huge. It's just where I'm like, all right, I think I got it, and I just feel good about it. Um, I'm confident in it, and I think I've, I think I've, I've, I mean, it's it's who I am, and it, it who I am has definitely changed over the years and the decades, and I think that's just shows uh, growth. We all want to, we don't want to. I don't think we want to be the same person that we were in our 20s. I, de- I know I don't want to be. I want to continue to evolve and mature and, and the way I learn things and keep going through stuff. But I do know that I'm just going to keep going in a direction that makes me happy. And if this is the shape that makes me happy, that's my happy shape. Hey, I'm Will Brereton, founder of Shift Fitness, and this is Group Fitness Real Talk, a show about how to survive and even thrive as an instructor in 2020 and beyond. I was super excited to have Joel Freeman on the podcast this week. Joel is a Beachbody super trainer, a group fitness legend, and an all-around great guy. Joel has that dream job that many group fitness instructors would love, but it wasn't by chance or luck that he got there. Today, Joel and I discuss how he went from working the graveyard shift on reception at a local gym to being a genuine group fitness superstar. There was a lot of hard work, a lot of grafting, and perseverance along the way. And Joel has some great tips to share and some brilliant insights into a day in the life of a super trainer. Joel and I also touch on another issue that's really important to us and one that we covered in depth in episode 5 of the podcast, and that's body image. From talking to Joel and also recounting my own experiences, it's easy to see that body image is something that all fitness professionals are faced with in their career. Joel and I would never say for a second that the pressure that we face is the same as someone else, but what our conversation does reiterate is that it doesn't matter whether you are smaller, bigger, rounder, leaner, at the top of the profession, or starting off. Body image issues can affect everyone, even those you least expect. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Joel. Sweet. So Joel Freeman, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, man. I'm good. I'm uh, at home versus you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuck in a hotel room. But uh, exactly. So now. Joel and I were just saying this is my 13th day of managed isolation in New Zealand. I'm actually dialing in from my hotel room, which is right across from a massive construction site. So I don't know if you can hear it, but I've had jackhammers and cranes and and building nice. site sounds for the last two weeks. It's been absolutely fantastic. Six days a week, Sunday's always, off. It's always something. So what time is it where you are? Uh, let's see. It is two, two in the afternoon on Tuesday here. Okay. So we're like, we're what? Eight to 10, eight, eight or nine hours behind New Zealand? Uh, it is. It is 11 a.m. Wednesday here. So we're like a full day in the future. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Full day. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking to you from the past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this podcast is actually going to be going out the week before Christmas. So it's a little bit of a Christmas podcast. Um, sure. So everybody listening will be getting ready to sort of see their family for the holidays. I will be doing a classic New Zealand Christmas, which is basically a barbecue. <laughs> You'll actually be doing a warm like Christmas that. too, though, right? Like it's pretty good where yeah, that's, you are. That's, that's why we live in Los Angeles because Christmas, you know, cold for us is not cold for most people. So, you know, we're wearing jackets and stuff and that would put most people uh, in the shorts aspect of it you know uh but it's just yeah it's definitely uh it's it's a little chilly lately but we can't complain at all yeah by chilly you mean maybe not using the pool but still being out in the sun right like actually having to heat the pool 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. terrible. <laughs> Sounds absolutely <laughs> terrible. So before this, I was actually trying to think of the very first time that we met in person, and I realized that I, I sort of knew you from Les Mills Pump and the yeah. Beachbody side and the combinations there. The first time I met you was actually in a pool with a cocktail at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. That's usually about right, no? Yeah, I was thinking about, I was wondering that too, because we, we do go back a ways and it's been a long time. Um, what, which, which, which was that? Which one it was, was the that? one in 2014. You were there with Jericho. I think you were on stage for Lesmo's Combat for Beachbody. Yeah. And then it was right. the day after the super workout. So I've been on stage with Sean until, you know, those thousands of people. Right. And then you had, I think you, you had a, an escort or a helper. What do they call them? It's the person that uh, you they, call them, they call them handlers, right? Handler. Right. That's right. So you yeah. had a handler who was getting your <laughs> drinks and I was like, wow, he's made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, trust me. It's the one time a year that happens. That is not <laughs> reality. And uh, it's, everyone's like, Oh my God, do you have a body? like all the time like no dude like the minute we leave those events nobody gives a crap who we are and if i like, do, no one's waiting yeah, yeah and if i remember rightly it was more because you have so many places to be at such specific times that they're what they're really there to do is like grab you by the ear and pull you in the direction of the meet and greet or the yeah session. i tend to because you know me i tend to like go towards the bar like yes. if i see groups of people i'm like hey there's what that's where the party's at so i want to go over there and and so yeah usually they have yeah it's very good what i say like they grab me by the ear and yeah yank me like no you actually have to go do things you have to work so Okay, so you, that takes us to uh, like one of the places that I wanted to start, which is you are a super trainer for Beachbody and you've kind of, um, how many programs have you done for them now? Three? three uh, so yeah, three, three exclusively with yep. them. And then obviously the first one, the collaborative one with uh, Les Mills and, and Beachbody, that, that, that kicked everything off with Beachbody. So, uh, but three, three exclusively for them. Cool. So you're one of their core super trainers now. Um, I've actually been doing some lift four since I've been in my hotel room. I was doing it the other awesome. day. Um, so you occupy a position in fitness where you've gone from, you know, working in fitness and being a group fitness instructor through to what is pretty much the pinnacle of being a fitness instructor. I'm sure a yeah. lot of the people that listen to the podcast would love to know how you ended up where you are. So that's my first question. <laughs> Start where you want and take us on a journey. Yeah, that's usually, that is usually the first question that, or the question I get a lot from people that you're getting into the fitness world or a personal trainer and they're like, man, I want your job. I'm like, well, yeah. you know what? I, yeah, I get it. Um, and I wish I had a better way of saying how to get it. I really don't. But, uh, what I can say is that it has been, it's the culmination of a lot of years, uh, in the industry for one. So, um, 38 now started when I was 19 and I worked, it was the front desk. That's where I started. I started mm -hmm. like everyone, a lot of people just front desk position at a gym, um, I love that. I was a receptionist yeah. at Mills Auckland. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. And I had the I had the 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift. So oh, it was nice. the graveyard shift. It was, you know, middle of the night. And uh, but that in itself kind of kicked off a lot of things because because it was the that horrible shift and there was nobody else there in terms of employees. I had to learn a lot of different things right off the bat, like way more than a normal you would normally work in a front desk. So like I had to learn how to do basic maintenance on the equipment, um, how to sell a membership, uh, you know, how to everything, all the positions in the gym I had to learn just for that position itself. So that's, you know, that in itself is kind of unique. I, I really do agree with you. We used to laugh on the front desk at Les Mills Auckland because everybody working on the front desk was, um, was required to know the ins and outs of every part of the gym. 
you'd have mm-hmm. everyone else from the gym come to the front desk and kind of ask a question and you'd be doing yeah. five other things and you wouldn't be able to answer them immediately and they get really annoyed and be kind of like, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing. It's like, I know literally everything going on in this entire yeah. gym. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the deal is it's, you know, the front desk is the hub of it. So, um, but it, you know, I had to take that next step because again, there wasn't, I didn't have anybody to call if I want, if uh, somebody wanted a gym membership or canceled mm-hmm. memberships or this, or that. So just from that customer service standpoint, it really put me going in the right direction, you know, from day one. And then from there, just, um, you know, front desk to morning manager to sales manager, um, and just kind of kept moving my way up. Uh, and then as I moved, that was in Texas. And then as I moved to Washington state and was up there for eight years, then again, general manager and just kept, just was in it. And uh, group exercise, I got into group exercise. Body Pump was my first program. I started teaching probably in 2005, 2006, maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, 2000, between 2005 and 2007, I, I suck at remembering dates. Um, but it was around then. And, mm-hmm. and the whole reason I actually did it, two reasons I, I became a group exercise instructor. Number one, I realized that I was the minority and surrounded by a bunch of women. Um, so I was like, this is great. I will totally be the only male in the class. So that was, I was like, okay, that works. Yeah. Uh, that was the main reason. I'll be on 100% honest. That was, that was the main reason. I, did. But what I, I love that. Solid it. reason for getting into fitness. Was, That's great. Come on, man. But also the, from, but then I also, once I did get uh, certified and started teaching it, I also realized how amazing of a sales tool it was Um for memberships because people right. will come into the gym and this was a small gym. So we didn't have, a, we didn't have like sales consultants as a general manager. And, and there was one other manager. We ran that place and we sold all the memberships and all these things. So um, I realized really quickly that it was really beneficial for, you know, new potential members coming in to invite them to one of my classes. Like, Hey, I know, you know, if they weren't, if they weren't too sure about joining, I'm like, Hey, come on, come take my body pump class tomorrow morning. You'll see it. It's great. You get a great experience. And then I would usually sign them up right afterwards. So I realized how big of a sales tool that was in terms of, um, sorry, creating a, um, that community feeling. Right. And that was really right off the bat where I knew that that was going to help, uh, get people into the gym. And then, then I started enjoying it. Like it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it, but I really started getting into it uh, with body pump and then uh, body combat. And then, you know, just obviously drank the less mills Kool-Aid. It was fully inundated <laughs> into it for, for many, many years. And it was, it was awesome. And, you know, just again, through, through all those things, and this is the biggest piece of advice I always give to people is just keep having conversations because that's what I would do. Keep having conversations, make connections. Uh, and, and it's not about, trying to get something from them, but you just never know where it leads to. And that's mm-hmm. honestly where, um, from doing all of that, making those friends and connections in the Les Mills world got me to do those things that uh, I was able to do in Les Mills, which was awesome. And, um, I was invited to the trainer boot camp for body combat and went through that. And that's where I really became great friends with Yusuf, uh, now McMatthews and Jericho McMatthews. And, you know, Yusuf was my best man at my wedding. So you never know where a lot of this can come from. And, um, obviously then started doing stuff for, you know, the, the, the cover shots for Les Mills and their quarterly posters and things like that, that put me into Auckland doing some work over there that put me into the casting for the collaborative project with Les Mills and Beachbody. It just was always, you know, it's just, it, it just having those conversations and having those connections. And that's really where I, that's how I've gotten here. And then even when I was living in Washington, I was looking to kind of get out of there and come back down to LA where I'm originally from, um, through, oh wait, so you're from uh, California originally? 
originally from California. All my family lives here. My mom lives in Texas, which is how I ended up uh, kind of growing up in Texas back okay. and forth. Dad lives here. Yeah. So that's how I, you know, so kind of did the long way back around, but you know, Southern California is the place to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weather and, and, well, now it's pretty much just weather. Uh, let's be honest. So, um, but it's, you know, and then through those connections I made with Les Mills, uh, you know, because people, and you know, you've been in this industry mm-hmm. long enough. It's a very uh, incestuous group when it comes to <laughs> relationships of, bi- of business relationships, right? Because so-and-so used to work for this company. Now they work for this company and vice versa. 100%. So, um, so that's how I ended up getting the offer to come down and be the Gold's Gym Group Exercise Director for the Southern California franchise. Right. A massive opportunity. Uh, took full advantage of it. And, you know, and this that's where you were working when we met, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the big thing. And by then, you know, the Les Mills Beachbody partnership had dissolved. Mm-hmm. But through Gold's Gym, I was still working with Beachbody, helping them develop their Beachbody Live department. So again, yeah. I was just always in the offices and having those conversations and would see the CEO and the, the CFO and all those people and just always have conversations. And that honestly is what led to the phone call um, in 2000 and what now 15, 2016 to, uh, from the CEO saying, Hey, you know, you're in the network. People like you, what do you think about coming in and working over here? I was like, sure. Right. And let's try. So we're, so we're talking like a good kind of decade of chipping away, trying to leverage every conversation you had, every person you met and try and, you know, like enjoy the opportunities that you were getting, but also create steps forward for you that, um, that got you to where you were. Cause I actually remember you were doing some work with Beachbody live around the time that, yeah. um, I think you got the call up to do quarter force with Jericho. And obviously I've known Jericho for years as well. And I yeah. think that to the outsider, especially with something like Beachbody where it's so big and they put so much into their products and their super trainers that to a lot of people it can kind of come out of nowhere. Right. But there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of kind of just being around, chipping away, working, putting your hand up that goes into just getting to the position that allows you to be elevated. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's years of chipping yeah. away at it, and and it's it, it, it's there's years of of hardship and and financial hardship and and a lot of different things, and you know, and just not really always knowing the direction you're going, but but knowing that for me personally, it was knowing that. Um, I was going to keep grinding and uh, take advantage of new opportunities when, when they were offered up and work for them and earn them. But at the end of the day too, I truly believe is, is um, in any business, in any, in any industry you're in, it's just being easy to work with and being yeah. a good person and not being difficult. And that, that goes so far because especially what we do in, in the, in the fitness industry is so much customer service based. Um, you're dealing with other people and, and you're working with other people. And it's not just a one person show even right now, and this is, is for me, especially, this is the probably more important than ever in my particular line of work now. Yeah. Okay. I'm the face of these programs, but there are hundreds and hundreds mm. of people on the back end that make this program, make these programs possible. They're the ones that are like, on just even we're on set and we're, you know, we, when we film 10 rounds for the beginning of the year, we were on the road for five weeks straight. That, you know, that amount of logistics and that that just watching people grind their asses off and, and it's you know when you, did you, you got to be grateful and you got to be appreciative that, was it shot this year yeah we so we lucked out we wrapped 10 rounds in philadelphia the week before lockdown oh wow because that could because i remember part of the was, full like the full sort of advertising and marketing with 10 rounds was that it was a you know week in each city or 
That was the whole program. The whole yeah. program. Yeah, the whole the, like culminating in Philadelphia for obvious program. reasons. That was the 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 crazy thing was we so we wrapped filming um uh the the on uh, a Thursday. Um and then I got home Saturday and lockdown happened Tuesday. So oh, you wow. want to talk about <laughs> we should have gone straight to Vegas and so, yeah. We had luck on our side on that one, but uh, no, yeah. So we 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 got it all done. We had, there was only a couple little things left to do. We were really lucky in the fact there was some stretching videos we wanted to film uh, that we ended up just filming here at my house in the backyard. Yeah. And um, you know, it was funny. It was we doing those were kind of the first videos that kind of set the the bar for what was going to come, you know, for the rest of this year. So if you go back and look at those stretching bit workout videos in my uh, in that ten rounds program, you'll yeah. see it's, it's a very uh, similar setup to, you know, we we're kind of the guinea pig for it. So uh, it was cool. It, it worked out, but I'm so glad we got the meat of the program done. And I'm so glad we did it then because honestly, I, I love the idea of not having to film right now because it just would be. It's, yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's, I actually think it's crazy to think that uh, you were filming that program this year just with, I feel like this year has been one of those ones where so much has happened and so little has happened in different respects. Like no one's done anything yeah. themselves because they've been locked down yet. So much has happened in the wider world. Like I'm surprised. I actually would have thought that you filmed that last year just because it feels like so much life has happened in between. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Doesn't it? Well, and the thing was too, like we, I mean, again, on the road for five weeks, uh, full cast and crew tour mm-hmm. bus, so you did the full like rock star tour, right? Like you had a yeah, you had we had the full rock star tour. We weren't. Oh yeah, um, jamming out in the bus, and then um, but also I had a lot of PR stuff to do. So you know what, I would we would rap for instance, like I rapped in Brooklyn and yeah. had to go straight to the airport, fly to do an event, come back, meet everybody in in Philly. So like I was nonstop. I was on the road every single day doing something, and and it was pretty crazy. Just in in terms of we had nobody get sick, nobody no issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it was so smooth. And I, and it, go, it really goes back to, again, um, you know, setting that, um, I feel is, is the lead on these programs of, you know, my job is to set that tone and that energy while on set and everything. And, and we just had, you know, so many people and, and just everyone was just so great and everyone was so grateful and appreciative. We just had a blast. And I think that's how it should be. I think so many yeah. people just, they make it so serious and all these different things. I always kind of joke about when they, when someone tries to get really serious, I'm like, you guys, we're shooting a workout video. <laughs> I like it. This one we're of the gonna, things we're gonna we're gonna make it look we're gonna make it awesome. There's times to be serious and stuff like that, and we're gonna take things seriously. But it's a workout video. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and like I, having worked in this industry for a long time, having been around, and like I, I take it seriously to a degree because I care about you know the people that I'm working with. I care about the people of in the class, like and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a group fitness workout or it's a fitness workout, right? Like don't take yeah. it so seriously. It's supposed to be fun. The only way people stick at something is if it's fun. And if you're too serious, then you just strip the fun out of it. I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, and, and I, I just can't, I have zero interest in doing that. Like it's, you know, we got, we got one chance at this. And so we're going to, I'm going to make it fun. Damn it. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the things that I know that like, I know talking to people that do your workouts and that's one of the reasons that I go back to your workouts because I just like the fact that it's chill and fun and a little bit of a laugh. So that's definitely one of the things that I think people really get drawn to with your workouts. So Appreciate that. tell me quarter force. First one, you're going from, yeah. you, you get the call up. And then yep. you go into, you know, the planning phase. Tell me about how that, how your sort of day-to-day life changed when you first got the call up into doing a Beachbody program. 
It was a big, it was a big transition for us. Um, and when I say us, it was for, for Jericho and I, because mm-hmm. for, for both of us, um, we had to go, we had to go in. It was all or nothing. Um, we weren't, we, neither one of our jobs, I mean, working for goals, Jericho for working for Les Mills, yeah. you know, those, those jobs wouldn't have allowed us to do both. And that's yeah. usually how it works. A lot of times when you kind of come up and you're a first time program trainer, you're usually doing your other jobs as well. And most, most of the time it's like personal training or something like that. Yeah. And we couldn't. So we had to have that conversation with Beach I said, Hey, look, we'd love to, but we got to go all in on this. And we made the agreement. Financially and people do don't it. realize uh, what you guys need to do, right? Because you need to be there for the planning and then you need to do all the filming, the yeah. test groups, the ambassador oh, work. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just turning up and filming one hour a day. No, no. Again, it's uh, it's, it's, it's a minimum usually anywhere between bare minimum six months typically about a year, um, sometimes more. And quarter force was ended up, it it ended up being more than a year. Uh, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of the way it it worked out was, um, you know, we did it. And then Jericho was like, Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. We're like, Oh, okay. I forgot Um, that she was pregnant with Bex. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, my little nephew Bex uh, was like popping up right at the, the time there. So we, um, I mean, we, I would go down this when they still live down in Laguna yeah. and I would drive down there from, from LA. And, um, that's where actually where we started the original, you know, big three M pieces of paper up on the wall and mm-hmm. started working down there when she was pregnant. Um, then she had Bex and by that point they had moved a little bit closer, yeah. um, over century city. So I would go over there and, and while she was on maternity leave, we were still kind of, we were still working just on, on layouts and ideas and this and that and sketching it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, then pretty much, Right after maternity leave, we went right into test group and design. And, you know, test group is, it was a third, you know, quarter force was a 30 day program. And so usually with 30 days, you do a couple rounds. So you can see potential. We did three rounds. So we had 90 days of test yeah. group in Jericho. And I, especially as beginning trainers, you're definitely earning your chops as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. taught, uh, we had a, we had a test group in the morning, a test group in the evening. And she and I taught every single one for 90 days straight. I remember um, that. I think I was in the office, yeah. the part of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just was, it was phenomenal. And, you know, definitely leaned on a lot of each other. And obviously I, you know, she was, you know, I can't even imagine what she was going through new mom and this and that. So I tried to, have her lean on me as much as possible. And, yeah. and we made it and it was challenging. And, um, you know, there was a lot of, and there was even a lot more um, stipulations and requirements at the time, because that was also still when we were doing things on DVD. And right. when you're doing things on DVD, you're li- limited to disc space. Yeah. Uh, so you can only have so many DVDs and, and this and that. So that comes into, you know, you only have so many workouts and so many times. It was just a bunch of shit that I had never even thought of yeah. <laughs> before. <laughs> and, that, that's actually that. really interesting because I, I would love to hear. So I've like uh, spoken a lot on this podcast and with some consulting work that I've been doing about the shift to the shift in technology and how that's changed the mm-hmm. way that we consume fitness. And one of the biggest yeah. things I've seen with Beachbody, and I saw it with 10 rounds, I think I actually referred to 10 rounds in one of the seminars that they gave this year, is that it used to be that, you know, like I think of P90X, that it was, you know, 90, 90 days worth of um, programming, but I think it was only 12 discs. So maybe it was nine right. discs, but, you know, it was basically, you know, like uh, 16 workouts over 90 days that you cycled through. Whereas now, right. because everything is is on demand and you can put it up onto Beachbody on demand and just, you know, like pull your workout, stream it or download it to your device when you want to do it. Now it's all kind of shot in real time. And so mm-hmm. you're actually, how many workouts were there in 10 rounds? In so total? there were, um, uh, let's see, I got I to do the math on this one. So. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I put you on the spot. 
No, no. So six weeks, five, uh, five different workouts a week. So 30, so 30 workouts that we shot in real time. Yeah. So you did 30 individual yeah. workouts. Whereas in the old days, that would have been maybe uh, 15 five, workouts or five, not even that 10 workouts. Five or six. Yeah. It would have been most likely it would have been uh, for a six week program. We probably would have shot um, nine boxing if we're lucky. Yep. Uh, that you would just, so you would do like two, two of them and repeat them twice yeah. for three for two, and then move on to the next two and then move on to the next two. And then the lifting workouts, you'd be lucky if you could shoot four. So it definitely has opened up uh, from going from disc space. It's definitely opened up the creative Avenue where we can really play with the programming and, yeah. and I'm such a programming junkie. Like I'm a, a I'm an Excel. Yeah. You can make small tweaks every workout rather than having to, to have like two sets. Right. Yeah. And still keeping, you know, for lift four and lift four was a great transition for me to go mm -hmm. from, from what we did in quarter force into lift four and lift four was definitely, I, I was so amped to do a program like that because that was really what I kind of had envisioned long-term yeah. of saying, Hey, if I ever get the chance to do my own program, yeah, 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 this is what it would look like. And, and the, you know, the four days a week I think was really, um, beneficial and, and excuse me and that and that all came from years of working in the, in the gym industry of going off of all the barriers that people had to work exactly out. knowing that people aren't really like like that likely to do seven workouts per week right <laughs> yeah or even come in you know so that was so it really all this time in the gyms has i know 100 percent helped me in in creating these programs because i i've been in the the trenches so to speak and seeing what those barriers were to people yeah. uh, that people had in terms of it, the number one barrier to working out is I don't have the time. And then, you know, they have to drive, they have to do this, they have to do that. And so you know, it was too long. So that's really where live for came from. I thought about all those, you know, uh, excuses and barriers and, and, and issues that people have, and then actually just create a program that addressed them. And um, even in, in design itself, I mean, you said you, you've done it and you know fitness. So you yeah, see it's yeah, very yeah, like it. simplistic. It's very simplistic hypertrophy training, three sets of 10, just go basic. And not yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, multi-compounded movements. Like, let's just go weightlifting 101. Let's go back to the days where, you know, it, it, we know what, what works and simple. And then obviously yep. add a little uh, simplistic hit into it. There's your science that increases uh, caloric burn and bam, that was lift four. The thing um, I like about it is that it's short and I have been in, I've been like in the places that I've been living have been in lockdown. So basically for six months of this year, I haven't been able to attend a gym and yeah. I like, I love working out outside. I love working out at a gym. I love lifting heavy, but if I'm working out at home, I like to just keep it simple and get a sweat yeah. on and feel like I've done something. And that's why I like lift four because I feel like, okay, I did shoulders today and then I did, you know, a good 10 minutes worth of hit at the end. I feel like I sweat. Right. I got my calories in, done, out the door. Yeah. Or, or yeah. not out the door as the case may be. <laughs> yeah. Into the lounge. But uh, to, the, to go look at the door, wish you could yeah, go exactly. outside, Go look right? at the door, but not leave. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's it. That was really it for me. I wanted to make something that would, uh, again, um, be simplistic and effective. I, in every time for lift four and 10 rounds, uh, big thing we always have up on the board is when we're in meetings and stuff like that, I always go up to the board and just write KIS, keep it simple. Um, and you know, we've, we've done a, you know, my team, I've had the same team, uh, at Beachbody for, uh, for lift four and for 10 rounds. And it's definitely a dream team. And we work so well together just because everyone wants to do that. And, you know, we always talk about is when it comes to these programs, like I'm not creating these programs for people who are already working out. I'm, creating, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going after the, you know, that 80% or, or more of population 
that don't good are not work working out. out. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what do we got to do? We got to, we got to, um, we got to break down those barriers. We got to, you know, I want someone to look at this and say, that doesn't look intimidating. That doesn't look scary. That looks like fun. So and I have a question for you on the, on the filming side. And that is yeah. which, which did you, which do you find better? The old school style where you used to film a small number and repeat them, or do you like filming in real time? I love real time. I, I, <laughs> I thought honestly, you were going to say that. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, I hated, I hated doing the, the filming. Um, you know, I, that super polished look is just, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. not me. Um, I, I, you know, I'm totally people, on the same page as you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> some people love it and some people excel in, with it and that's, that just works for them. Um, I am not like I, and I think that comes, uh, you know, you can, you can attest to this. It comes from that world of teaching group exercise where mm. you're in the moment, you feel the energy and, and it's a little bit different. Don't get me wrong. Cause you know, now you're not getting a lot of energy from a camera, but yeah. you can still feel the energy in the room. If you have a cast or you're just feeling the workout, you're just feeling the vibe and you know, you lose that when you have to cut, reshoot shoot this part. Okay. Let's do a pickup over here. So, um, in look for in 10 rounds. We, we didn't cut. Um, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. rounds, I know I know. we cut. We only cut like twice, and that's just because the boys, uh, both Mike and Gabriel in separate instances, cramped up. So we had to <laughs> kind of give them a few minutes to get going. But, you know, it was minimal, and we just picked right up where we started uh, or we left off, and there was no, like, reshoot or anything like that. It was just, you know. And they, I think they, people they, resonate with that, right? Like when you're, when you're doing the workout and you see someone make a mistake and you go, that's all right, just keep going, it just feels yeah. so real. And I think that there's a real shift away from that perfect polished everyone doing it correct now that you know everyone's got a smartphone there's youtube people are just storying you're you're much more used to people not being super polished when they're doing any type of video content and that's washed over into fitness i think and that being authentic and being real and feeling like you're actually connecting with real life people doing a real life workout feels better as a participant than seeing someone do a perfectly choreographed routine that they have practiced and said 10 times before they actually go to do it. There's a huge, I think there's a huge difference of people feeling um, that they're being talked to versus being talked at. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) um, you know, and that's, that's, I think kind of the old school way. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it was, I think it just, you can just see the difference. It's like watching a movie from the eighties versus watching a movie. Now you just see how, how technology and and how things have changed. And um, but I think from a fitness perspective, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it, it goes back to that whole thing of, back in the day was just that sense of belonging. And I think, mm. you know, if we can, if you can get somebody, if you can get somebody at home to feel like they're a part of what they're watching on TV through a screen or through just through a screen, I think that's, that's huge. And that's yeah. definitely what I strive for when I'm, when I'm filming these programs. For sure. So that, taking that points about kind of how fitness has changed and where things are going. And obviously the advent of social media. I really wanted to talk to you about your approach to your socials, which I've been sort of noticing, you know, a small change in, and it's not a change in so far as I know, I've known you for a while and this is definitely how you yeah. are, but you've started to be much more upfront about the realities of you as a fitness person and how you go through, you know, cycles and normal cycles that I think everybody goes through. And the, the reason sure. this resonates with me is that I've been in fitness for a long time and I really understand this as well. And, you know, I'm 39, so I'm a year older than you, but we're around the same age. We've been in fitness at the same amount of time. Um, And that is appreciating that you have a, you've developed a happy shape. And I think that's what you refer to it as, right? The happy shape. And the happy shape is the shape when 
you're working out, you're keeping healthy, you're eating all right, but you're also just not stressing about being ultra lean or looking a certain way. So obviously, yes. as a super trainer, you have periods where you are working out all the time. You know, you're doing test groups and then you're filming. And then there's obviously photo shoots where, you know, there is an expectation that you will look like the product is a, 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 a you are a product of the product. But then uh-huh. <clears throat> when you're outside of those periods, you know, you're keeping active and I see the stuff you're doing on social media, you know, you're surfing or you're going dirt bike riding or you're doing some adventure travel, but you're living life. So tell me a little bit yeah. about how that, how you've kind of gone on that journey and where the happy shape concept came from. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey. It's definitely been a personal journey. I think over the past, I'd say five years, mm-hmm. um, as you know, we've gone through and, and figuring out what. It, from a positional standpoint of being what, you know, what does it mean to be a beach body super trainer? Yep. Um, looking at my predecessors in this yep. position, um, looking at my current teammates and this and that. And, and I think we're, we're in such a cool place now with our current trainer team because we have such, so much uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, what I, what I see about that. And for me personally, it just, it's just being true to who you are and figuring and number one, you got to figure it out. <laughs> and, um, that's really what I've been working on in the past. I, I want to say five years because it's really been more about, okay, when I moved back to LA and I got this job and I, I got, or I was working for golds, but then I got this job and then, you know, meeting Brianne and now it's like, okay, now I'm you know, married. I have a house and, mm-hmm. and I, I have this, this, this career that is, is finite. I know it's not forever, but it's yep. a job that I'm obviously loving and hopefully will last another five, 10 years and we'll move on from there. But it was just then figuring out like, all right, cool. I had to kind of find that middle ground as well, because yeah, when you said it best, look, look, key art cover shoots is not a shape that I want to walk around at all the time. And my right. first, because it comes at a cost, right? <laughs> Oh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> um, I, you know, the, my first experience with that was, uh, the first experience really was core to force, um, yeah. where I dropped from, I mean, I was walking around like, you know, 14% body fat and mm. I dropped to six. Um, for so that. you looked great, but <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I looked great, but man, I was useless. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. just anything any, for me, and I just know for me personally how I felt. And, and when I get under 10%, um, especially anything under like 8 or 9%, I just don't function. My testosterone levels drop. My yeah. energy level drops. And, and, and it also means I'm only eating, you know, 1,600 calories a day. And it's, yeah. just, not, it's just not sustainable. So, you know, that's – and Corner Force was a pretty extreme version of that. Like, we're just because I thought that's what I needed to well, do. Well, it was your first one, and, right? Like, I'm sure that there was some, yeah, there was some pressure yeah. you put on yourself to be exactly. like the ideal of what you, you thought this was going to be. Sure. And if you look back at those cover shots, I mean, there's that I am definitely in better shape in that picture in terms of like leanness yeah. than if you get my next two programs with the four and 10 rounds. Like I can look at those, you can look at those pictures and be like, all right, cool. You go, you, there's always something you can pick apart about yourself, mm-hmm. but I definitely wasn't the leanest that I'd ever been. But at the same time, it was functional. And that's, I also think, okay, great. You can see some abs and you can see some muscles, but at the same time, like when you were super, super jacked and shredded, I know that's, that's more like I was in marketing. I get it. But at the same time, and that's going to sell stuff, but at the same time, I think it can also turn away people. And so over the years, I've kind of had to figure, I figured that out, you know, with lift four and 10 rounds. And, uh, you can tell it definitely a difference even from the, um, the aspect of, um, 
where we were, uh, what am I saying? From the cover or from the key art to actual yeah. shooting the product, there's a difference there where I'm, you know, a little bit, I, you know, got a little bit of weight back and, and, you know, it's almost kind of like when you, you know, weigh in for a fight. And then you yeah, 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 absolutely. I think kind of that, function. I mean, that's the thing too. Most people, you know, they just assume that, okay, great. Lift four is an eight week long program. We shot that entire program in 10 days. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not, we never, it's never, I shouldn't say never, but for my programs, they haven't been real time shooting. So the point of all that is the fact of I've spent the past now, you know, five years, uh, finding out what works for me, what feels comfortable, where do I yeah. wake up on a daily basis? And I, I feel like I have the energy through to do the things that I want to do, which is you, you mentioned, yeah, it's just dirt biking and with, you know, going mm-hmm. into the trails and all day and eating a burger, a, drinking a whiskey <laughs> and, and then having a whiskey and burger at the end. Yeah. So that is exactly, I mean, cause those are the things that I love. Like I'm not, yeah. I don't like eating healthy. I'm not a, I hate kale. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I will fight. I'll become a three-year-old when it comes to eating it. So mm-hmm. I'm the, and, and you know, booze is definitely one of my favorite things. Like in terms of like, I love whiskeys. I love uh, bourbons. I love scotch and, and, you know, I love being with my friends and having those drinks. And so yeah. it's not something I ever want to say, Oh no, I don't want to have this because of this. Um, unless it's, if I'm getting ready for something, obviously, but the day to day, that's why I started calling it the happy shape because yeah. you know, I'm walking around, I'm, I know I'm fit. I'm not the leanest guy out there. I'm not the strongest guy out there, but I'm the happiest when it comes to it because I just, I don't, I don't ever feel like I have to regret anything. And I think that's where I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to help people find their happy shape because it's not going to look the same. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's different for everybody, right? Yeah. It's going to be that difference. I mean, genetics plays a role in everything. So you can't look at someone else and be like, Oh, I want Brit. You know, everyone's always like, Oh man, I want my, you know, my wife, Brienne. Yeah. She's in, she hers an amazing body, but she also, but she does all the things to, and that's what makes her happy. Yeah, yeah, you have that. So she does those things on a daily basis, and all those different things that she does on a daily basis that makes her look so amazing would drive me insane. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, do you think this uh, is a knowledge that you had? Like, did you? Because I'll, I'll give you some context for the question that I'm about to ask. I feel like I came to this realization in the last couple of years myself as well, and that I've been in fitness for a long time. I've done, you know, Liz Mills. Liz Mills DVDs and various videos and I would always kind of try and eat a bit more healthy around those times and lose a little bit of weight. And then in the off sure. times, I would just not care so much and I'd be a little bit bigger. But I also find that like naturally I'm thinner in summer than I am in winter because in winter I like to eat pasta and I like to drink red wine in the evenings. Whereas in sure. summer, I'm really like physical and I'm out doing stuff. And I kind of realized that there is a shape where I can eat, eat what I want to eat. I love exercise. So I always exercise every day. It's not a challenge for me. It's not something I need to get motivated about. Mm-hmm. But there was a period where, and it was after I turned 35, when obviously my metabolism probably started to slow down a little bit too, where I realized that I was just comfortable at a certain weight that I probably thought would have been too big a few years before. But I was like, this is the weight where I can eat what I want, do what I want, feel healthy at. And I became comfortable with it. But I think I only got there when I had a little bit of maturity. And I wonder, like, did, did it, did, do you think it was an age thing for you or, or was there something else at play? No, I think you're right. I think, it's, uh, I, th- I think it definitely comes with maturity. I definitely, you know, look, in our 20s, we're invincible. Yeah. <laughs> we feel that we are. Um, you know, we, we can do everything. I think back to that. I'm like, wow, I could have you know, I was able to eat all the bread and pasta I wanted and, you know, wake up the next day and I, I looked skinnier. Um, and there's no question that as we get older, 
we know the meta- our metabolisms are slowing down and things like that. So obviously that makes a difference, but you're right. I mean, I used to walk around probably, I, I don't weigh myself very often, but probably let's just say 180 pounds is what I walked around at. And that's before mm-hmm. I really kind of dove back into the weightlifting world and, and found what I enjoy the most, uh, you know, from a consi- from, uh, from the workout standpoint, it's the same thing you said. I enjoy, I enjoy working out, but I don't enjoy exercise in, in really it's, it's, it's true form. Like, I like lifting. And I like boxing, but those are my two things. Anything mm. more than that, I'm going to find excuse not to do. So, um, and it's the same thing about food. I've found consistency in my food that of the things that I can enjoy for the most part and know that if I stay consistent, you know, five, six days a week, and then that allows me the, the whatever days that I'm out with friends or this and that I can, I can, you know, kind of go off the rails and not really care. And you're right now I probably walk around at 190 on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis. And that's a definitely a 10 pound difference. And you know, that'll go away when I have to get ready for a shoot or something like that. But yeah, it's just where I just, I'm happy. I just feel good. And, um, you know, knowing full well that there's always something we can do better from a standpoint, but then if that's the case, it's just comes down to priority. It's like, okay, fine. Do you want to see six abs or do you want to see four? And what's yeah. the difference that you're going to have to make? The differences, the changes you're going to have to make to see those other two. And for me, those are the changes that I don't want to change because <laughs> I know I need no boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, totally. So, yeah. So that's it's definitely been more. You know, it's been a, it's been a journey for me on the past, I'd say, five years, and really the past couple of years. I think mm-hmm. the past two years, uh, especially, has been huge. It just where I'm like, all right, I think I got it, and I just feel good about it. Um, I'm confident in it, and I think of I think of I, I mean, it's it's who I am, and it, it, who I am has definitely changed over the years and the decades. And I think that's just shows uh, growth. We all want to, we don't want to, I don't think we want to be the same person that we were in our twenties. I, de- I know I don't want to be, I want to no. continue to evolve and mature and, and the way I learn things and keep going through stuff. But I do know that I'm just going to keep going in a direction that makes me happy. And if this is the shape that makes me happy, that's my happy shape. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think that like there's, there's always so much talk about body image when it comes to being someone with any profile in the fitness industry. Like you are, you're, you're judged a little bit on what you look like, whether it be big, small, lean, not lean. There's all these different movements around, you know, body positivity, body neutrality, but the way you described it, which is your happy shape, which is the shape that you can maintain when you're doing all the things that make you happy, but you know that you're healthy and you know that you're dialing in the nutrition most of the time. So you're keeping your body, you're keeping your body healthy. If everybody could could get to that point where they could find their happy shape. Cause I'm sure people will listen to this and you know, you and I have like athletic male bodies. And so I'm not going to suggest for a second that we're talking about, you know, being overweight or anything like that, but everybody finding their own happy shape, which is the shape where they can have a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle, but not be stressed about looking a certain way would really just be the perfect approach for everyone to take to fitness. Absolutely, man. And it, it's, it's, um, you know, with that, I think there's just a big thing on the, um, uh, what you're talking about is, is the aspect of weight loss and weight gain and all these different things. And it, yeah, you're right. Like I, I, if I was, if I didn't work out, I'd actually be just like the skinny fat kid, like where I'm just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'd be, I'd be like, I have like no muscle, but I'd probably have a beer belly. Yeah. Um, because I just, and that's just my, you know, my type, but you're right when it comes to weight loss and this and that. And and look, it's to say that 
if someone's on a weight loss journey, because that's obviously a lot of my, my yep. audience yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is what we do. When somebody's on a weight loss journey, that's great. You're on a journey, but there's things. And if you want to get to it, if, if you're trying to accomplish something specific, <clears throat> excuse me, like with weight loss, then you know, there's no question anymore that you know you got to cut the crap out. You yeah, know you exactly. It's like, it's not a mystery. Um, this and, is the thing, right? Like when you know that you need to get looking a certain way for cover art, you know, I need to do X, Y, Z, and that is exactly. eat well, cut out all the crap and maintain yeah. my exercise. <laughs> exactly. And that's the same thing with losing weight. You know, you got to cut things out. It's not a mystery anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, but also remember, but also then being realistic in your goals and realistic in your expectations. You know, if you have 50 pounds to lose, I always tell people I'm like, dude, it didn't take you five months to gain 50 pounds. Mm. You know, it was probably over the course of a couple of years. And, you know, it takes a lot. And it's actually, you know, it's easier to put the weight on than it is to take it off. So if it took you two years to gain 50 pounds, it might take you two years, even if not more to get it back off, but that's going to be healthy. That's going to be sustainable. Um, and it's going to be, and what that's also going to do is it's going to help people establish consistent lifetime habits. Right. Um, and that's where I'm all about. I don't want the fast fixes. You know, I make these programs that, uh, with lift four and in 10 rounds specifically are made to be especially <laughs> lift four, a lifestyle program where you right. can not just do it for eight weeks, but it's something you can consistently do. And hopefully you develop those habits. And that's what I've done. That's where it has led me to my happy shape is over the past few years, especially we'll say the past two specifically, I have found my consistent habits, what I can eat consistently mm -hmm. on a weekly basis that I know will keep me in pretty good shape. What I do in my terms of my exercise, I weight lift and I box. If I, if you told me I had to go for a run, I would do everything to not go run. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't do, what was, what was, didn't Beachbody just release running program? Did you not do that one? <laughs> uh, I sure did. I sure didn't. Um, no, I think, <laughs> no, and I think it's awesome that, uh, Dallas is, she's, she's phenomenal and she loves mm -hmm. to run and Godspeed girl. Um, you go run. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So it's, but that's, you know, that's into each their own. And I think that's, that's great. Well, that's why you got the variety of people on the team, right? So that you can, exactly. Up so, all the different types of things that people like to do. Exactly. Exactly. So it just really comes out of that. And you're right with, with social media, man, it's, it's made it even harder for people to not go, you know, not scroll through that and, and try to compare um, and I catch myself doing it still time. Oh time yeah, me too. Look at I do as well. I'm just like, oh man, I wish my calves looked like that guy's. Those good, huge calves. Um, but we just, really, you know, we just released a new shift workout actually. And it's a volleyball themed workout. And there's the shot where like I'm jumping up and doing a spike and uh, we filmed it right at the end of, um, right at the end of the first lockdown. It was like, we just got out of lockdown and the first lockdown uh, was in winter. We didn't know how long it was going to be. And I like, I had very little equipment in the house and, I bought a body bike actually. So I bought a spin bike for the second lockdown. So I was good, but basically I put on a few kgs, but I was fit. Like I've been keeping fit. I've been doing lots of workouts, but I've been eating loads of pasta. I wasn't doing enough steps <laughs> per day. That's even in, in hotel quarantine. I've been keeping up my 10,000 steps a day walking in a circle. Um, right. But in the cover art, there's like the shot and I'm jumping up and my t-shirts lifting up. And if you look at it in the context of the shot, it's really cool because I'm, I'm getting real height and I look at it and think, wow, okay, you're a, almost 40 year old man who has had two kind of quite significant disc injuries and you're getting a whole yeah. lot of height and you're really enjoying the abilities of your body to jump. And I knew that I was having fun at that moment and that's part of my brain. And the other part of my brain just goes, Ooh, look at your stomach gross. Yeah. And I look at that photo and, and like part of my brain goes, 
gross. Your stomach is gross. And the other half is like, look at all the great things. Like you're enjoying yeah. fitness, you're jumping high, you're having a great time. And I really have to force myself to not go for that initial gross. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 it's a constant, constant um, battle within my brain that I try and be mature yeah. about what I know fitness to be, but it's sometimes hard. It is. And look, you're talking about a picture of you. You're not even talking about a picture of, you know, someone else that is probably been filtered and, and tweaked and this and that, mm. that, you, that someone else is comparing to. I mean, the, the, the filters and everything is just getting ridiculous at this yeah. point. And you, know, you can look through the stories now and it, it, you can make, you can change your entire face with a filter now. So it's just the, the, the reality, reality is not as real as it used to be. And, yeah. uh, but, problem is, is, is generations are growing up and they're so used to the technology. They think that that is reality and yeah, that is right. what's real and it's not. And uh, that's definitely leading to some more uh, self-image issues. There's no question about that. Everyone, you know, we all know that that's leading to issues. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, but one small voice <laughs> in it, but um, you know, I'm just going to keep plugging away and just keep uh, hammering people to, to hopefully find find their find happy, happy shape, shape. <laughs> and, and find the love for themselves because you know once you're once you're feeling good about yourself or at least you're on a good path and you know everything else just starts to look better and brighter in your own life as well and you know I, that, I think that's really important too so you got to if you're not happy with yourself how can anybody you know how can you be happy for anybody else and how can anybody be happy with you yeah. um, if if you're not loving yourself so I think it's yeah you know, we're just gonna keep preaching it. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that there is a a strong and powerful voice within fitness that's preaching that because I think it's an important message. Yeah. Thanks, man. Likewise, okay. and you're doing you're doing it too, buddy. You're still ah, going. Thank up. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have great. to say that's that's one of the things that that I like is that that we can be a fitness format that really is just for everybody with anybody. No Photoshop. Just be real. Yeah, no, I love I love what you guys are doing. I'm always watching it, and and I love what you're doing because you're bringing you're bringing real people in. You're bringing real instructors in, and I love mm -hmm. that um, all walks and shapes and looks and, and everything. And I love that. Um, and it looks like, and you can tell you guys are having fun, and and that's huge. And you know, I don't, uh, you know, these people all the time they're like, because you know, I'm friends with you. I'm friends with uh, you know people in Les Mills yeah, and yeah. all these other companies and Gold and this and that. And you guys like tell them like you guys there's 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 a lot of people out there that need help. And so everything that we can all do collectively to help people, I think there's, there's plenty of love to go around. For sure. Oh, 100%. I have like, I get asked that question so much. Like, do you think that the, the fitness industry is being crowded out now that there's, you know, there's Beachbody and there's Liz Mills and there's Apple fitness coming in and there's Peloton. And the answer is absolutely not because not we've still only no. got like, you know, like 20% of people that, that do any form of exercise and what 8% of yeah. people that do regular exercise. And so, I mean, I'm, right. I'm pulling those figures out of thin air, but it is something around that point. Right. And it's yeah. like, if, if we, if we are fighting between ourselves in the 10%, we are totally missing the bigger picture. Yeah. When obesity stops being a stat in heart disease mm. and, and people dying and, and youth, you know, uh, youth obesity and this, yeah. when those stats drop or, or disappear, then I'll say we have too much, uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until, the, <laughs> Until that point, absolutely pretty, not. Yeah, I think we're pretty safe for right now. So, but, uh, no, man, you're killing it too. And, and uh, appreciate your friendship and everything. Uh, you too. It's been very nice to have you on. So I'm going to ask the question and you can feel free to, to, to decline it. But so what's next for Joel? Okay. What, what's, what's, what's next for that? me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, have we got another program coming out? Can we get a scoop? 
Yeah, I get, well, I got no scoop to give, hundred percent, hundred percent honestly. But um, you know, the way it, the way it works is, um, you know, we came out of ten rounds, and the way the the programs launched, they go all access and you know early access and this and that. So ten rounds went um, all access in the fall yeah. and uh, September, and so you know we're still pretty we're still fairly new in in, in ten rounds. It's still a pretty mm-hmm. new program. So what'll usually happen is that you know I'll just keep pushing that program and and promoting it, and I do my little hybrid calendars. I got you know do the ones with the four and ten rounds, and just yeah. keeping people engaged and help, helping them see all the different ways they can use my programs to, to help obviously in team beach body for the coaches to help their customers. And then just, you know, customers in general that follow me, how they can use it. So I'll be working on that. And then sometime next year, um, you know, I have ideas. I know the CEO of beach body has ideas and we talk all the mm-hmm. time. So it's, you know, um, I think watch it's, this uh, space. yeah, watch the space. I'm sure we'll be doing <laughs> something, uh, something fairly soon, but for now I'm, you know, I like to, it is because when we do these programs, like for 10 rounds, for instance, that was a full solid. Uh, well, you put so much work into it, right? That you don't want to move on to the next thing before you've really given people the full experience of what you've done. Well, yeah. I mean, 10 rounds was a solid year of nothing else but that. I mean, there was no, you know, it was just, you know, nose to the grindstone, um, blinders on, not looking at anything else for an entire year. So it's kind of nice to take a little bit of time and let that settle um, and let people enjoy it. Like you said, and then also just let your brain kind of clear up a little bit yeah. from it too. Cause that's, that's a lot. I mean, as you know, it's, it's one thing doing, you know, putting new stuff together every three months of that stuff. But when you just look at nothing, nothing but one thing for a year, um, it's, it, it can be, you need a little time yeah, <laughs> to recover yeah, yeah. from that. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. that. So, yeah, so and tell me, we're going doing... to, we're going to stay busy. Uh-huh. And uh, you, have you got any, um, a big Christmas or new year's trips planned? I know that you're a Christmas. big one. You and Brianna are a big one for traveling. Yeah, we uh, we love Mexico, man, and we've so we've actually been going down there a lot just because, and the reason we've been going to Cabo a lot just because mm-hmm. it's actually it's uh, it's so close for us. It's about, just about a two hour flight, and it we've been enjoying it down there because we're around so few people compared to here in LA. Obviously, with everything that's been so crazy, yeah, um, we've just you know like I'm around less people down there than when I go to the grocery store here. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we've actually, kind of we've kind of been using that as our escape down there, um, away from people. So, uh, we're going to go back down in, in, uh, in for new year's and hang down there. And, uh, that's just kind of like our new, our new, uh, favorite quiet place. Uh, very nice. So, well, we're Merry, uh, Merry yeah, Christmas to you. Thank you very much for yeah, coming on. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll speak again at some point. Sounds good, man. Thanks so much. So that was my conversation with Joel. How fun does it sound to be a super trainer? Speaking as someone who's been up close and personal to the work they do at Beachbody, I can say that it sounds like an awesome job, but I'm also very aware of how hard they work and how hard each of them has worked to get where they are and to continue to deliver market-leading programs. My favorite message from my talk with Joel is definitely his thoughts on finding your happy body. There is absolutely no one body that represents fitness. Fit and healthy in one body could look completely different to another. And the more that we can accept our own happy body, that body where we feel happy, we feel healthy, but we can still enjoy life, the more we will break down these outdated expectations of what a fitness instructor should look like or just anybody should look like. If this is a topic that interests you and you haven't yet listened to episode five with Vanessa, I highly recommend that you go back and give it a listen as we cover this topic in much more detail. Thank you for listening. 
If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe for all the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please drop us a review. You can also get in touch with me at will at shiftfitnesswithaone.com. I'm Will Brereton, and you've been listening to Group Fitness Real Talk.